Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a few moments to join us as we take a look at the book. God's Word tells us we have a responsibility as born-again Christians to go to the entire world, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or the Gentile. In other words, everybody on earth must hear the gospel message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ because it is that power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. I have in my hand a copy of a five-hour audio series on CD entitled, To the Jew First. We need to have a compassion for winning Jewish people to Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul did have that compassion. In Romans chapter 9, he said, I would be willing to go to hell myself if I could win my kinsmen, my people, my brethren, to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Well, there's much that we have from God's Word that will assist us in understanding why we must reach out to the Jewish people. Foremost in that reasoning would be the covenants that God made to the Jewish people. Ultimately, in the end times, they will turn to Christ. Can you take a moment with me? Let's study about the covenants that God made to the Jewish people. It's part of going to the Jew first. We'll study, and then I'll tell you how you can get your copy of To the Jew First, a five-hour audio series on why and how to share the gospel of Jesus with Jewish people. Right now, let's study about God's covenants to the Jewish people. You know, I believe the highlight in any church calendar year has to be the missions conference. God laid on my heart to speak to you on the subject of missions to the Jew first. Now, it was laid on my heart when pastor called me, and he used the pastor to communicate the theme of the missions conference to me. Thus, I prepared a series of messages that would deal about that particular relationship that we have to obedience to what the Lord has told us to do, to go to the Jew first. In fact, on the banner behind us, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, that's not where the period on the verse is, but to the Greek and to the Greek also. And so it is that we think about missions. Focus on the principal first approach to the Jew, and that's the command. And that's the command to go to the Jew first. God set up the nations of the world, put the Jew in the center of the world, and used them over the many years to give testimony to the reality of a true, perfect, almighty, holy God, to give testimony to the blessing received when obedient to that true, perfect, almighty, holy God, to bring forth the word of God, to receive it, to transmit it then to the world, and of course then to bring forth, as Pastor mentioned to us, uh, from the loins of a beautiful Israeli girl, a Jewish girl would bring forth the Messiah, Jesus Christ, who would be our Savior. We talked about the contradictions in the future during a terrible time of judgment. And Jeremiah refers to it as the time of Jacob's troubles, a terrible time in the future when indeed the Jews will be evangelized 
But the Jews also will be exterminated, many of them being exterminated. So a contradiction there. We talk about the compassion the Apostle Paul had in Romans chapter 9, verses 1, 2, and 3. He says this, I tell you the truth, I lie not, the Holy Spirit be in my conscience. I have continual heaviness and sorrow in my heart because I have lost loved ones. And he said, here's his compassion on display, I would be willing to be accursed, to go to hell, to spend the rest of eternity in the lake of fire, if indeed I could bring my loved ones, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, to Jesus Christ. If that was what it would take, I would have the love and compassion for my own people. That night I asked everybody if they would to just think of, of one loved one that they have. And pray for that individual. And then ask the Lord to give them the strength, the wisdom, the knowledge, the capability to bring that loved one to Jesus Christ. If not, actually, we can't make anybody get saved, but at least give them the gospel message. At least start to pray for them. At least do whatever we could do to bring them to Christ. That's real missions. I told my Sunday school class this morning, you know, we focus on Toy and Dan and Jeff and Judy and Jimmy. We focus on us as the missionaries. That is a little bit askew of what God really wants us to focus on. The Bible in 2 Corinthians, as I taught this morning in Sunday school, verse 5 says that we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Verse 6 says, Thus knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we must persuade men because we are given the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 18, we are to reconcile lost individuals or be in the process of doing that back to God. And so it's all of our responsibilities, not just the five missionaries that are here. Don't you think you can get out of your responsibility? Don't you think that God is going to allow you to not be involved in what he's called us to do? Don't you think because you give money, and I think and I praise God for the faith missions program, but don't think because you give the money that you have set aside your responsibility in the ministry of reconciliation. We all have that particular ministry. But again, I have to bring back our focus. The priority is to go to the Jew first. Now, as you exegete that portion of Scripture, Romans 1.16, when you use the word first, and in the Greek that word could mean right now. We've got to do that before we do anything else. And there are some that look at this verse and say, well, it's already gone to the Jew first. For the first 10 years of the early church, that's the only people that came to know Christ as Lord and Savior, to the Jew first. When Peter, James, John, Andrew, all the other apostles left to go from Jerusalem out into Judea and Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, they were going to the Jew first. And so maybe some could say, that has been finished. That has been accomplished. Uh, there's no more to the Jew first really as the only ones we must go to first. I would probably debate that interpretation of that particular portion of Scripture, but I would say that indeed a priority for every church, for every individual, for every missionary is to search out the Jew and get the gospel to them because of what they have done in particular, because they are God's chosen people. But let me tell you why I think it's an absolute essential to go to the Jew first. Because God has promised the Jew one day they will have that opportunity to come to know him as Lord and Savior. He has made a commitment. He has 
put together a covenant which each of these Jewish people that would be in the future that we must abide by. There's several covenants. We're going to look at that. What is a covenant? That's an absolute promise. And I think it's essential that we understand these covenants because there are some churches, not only are they not going to the Jew first with the message of the gospel in their missions efforts, but they don't even think the Jew has any uh, program in the future. They think that God's finished with the Jew. The Jews crucified Jesus Christ, they say. Why would God want to do anything for the Jew? They treated his only begotten son this terrible way. Let's forget the Jew. And in fact, most of them would say, if they have that philosophy, they would say, hey, listen, we as the church have replaced the Jew. God has no more program for the Jew, no future for the Jew. They're just a people. Forget about them. Don't worry. If you get a chance, go give them a gospel track or something. Well, that's not what the Word of God says. That's not what the covenants are all about. You see, if God is not involved in doing something with the Jew, if God does not have a program in the future for the Jew, then we are in deep trouble because if he can negate a promise to the Jew, he could certainly negate a promise to us. He could destroy that promise. I give you eternal life through Jesus Christ, my only begotten son. You know, we don't have any assurance. If he fakes out on his promise to the Jew, how do you know he's not going to fake out on us? Therefore... The basis upon which we must go to the Jew first and then the rest of the world and have the assurance of God giving us eternal life are the covenants of God, the covenants he makes with the Jewish people. Let me, let me show you the covenants. There, there's some very interesting things we need to understand about the covenants. And you'll see why I'm going where I'm going in just a moment. Take your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 12 with me. Genesis chapter 12. There are a number of covenants, and we'll just look briefly at them. I'm not going to teach necessarily on the covenants, but just to introduce to you these covenants. The covenants that uh, God gives to the Jewish people. I'm not even necessarily going to go into how he gives the covenants. Uh, there are blood covenants that means that he had walked between animals that have been divided asunder, split in the middle. And uh, he said, if, uh, in fact, to Abraham, if I break this covenant I made with you, you can cut me in half like these animals are. And Abraham was supposed to walk with him. Abraham was put to sleep, and he didn't even walk through. So it wasn't Abraham's responsibility to make certain the covenant was fulfilled. It was the Lord's responsibility. Chapter 12, Abraham comes out of Ur of the Chaldees, which is modern-day Iraq. He comes up over traveling the shores of the Euphrates River, up over the Fertile Crescent, which is modern-day Syria, comes down the Jordan Valley, comes into Israel. When he gets there, the Lord is going to give him a promise. This is the first covenant, and this is called the Abrahamic covenant. Verse 1 of chapter 12. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, into a land that I will show thee. Look at verse 2 now. And I will make thee a great nation. Underline that word nation there. You've got to have a land, by the way. He's bringing him into a land that God is going to give him and all of his descendants forever, ten times what the Jews have today. But what the promise of the Abrahamic covenant is, I will make you a great nation. God was going to take this man, Abram, change his name to Abraham, give him a son named Isaac, a grandson named Jacob, give Jacob 12 sons. They would become the 12 tribes of Israel, thus Israel, 
And ultimately, when they would leave the land that God had given them for a period of time, 70 of Jacob's kinsmen, his family, leave the land, and some 400 years later, 2 million of them come back into the land. He was able to move ahead to accomplish his goal, a nation. Now, in 2,000 years ago, 70 A.D., there was a dispersion of the Jews to the four corners of the earth. That did not negate the promise that they were going to be a nation. They were not a nation for 2,000 years. But that's what prophecy is all about. They would become. And I'll show you those promises in just a moment. Thank you so very much for joining us as we've taken a look at the book. We've endeavored to try to explain the whys and hows of sharing the gospel of Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, with God's chosen people, the Jewish people. We discussed the day, the promises, the covenants that God made with the Jewish people. You'll probably like to have your own copy of this five-hour audio series on CD entitled To the Jew First. We look at the command, the contradictions, the compassion, the covenants as we did today, and the conflict that will ensue. You need to have a copy of this. It's entitled To the Jew First, and it's available at our website in our shopping mall. The address of the website, prophecytoday.com. That's prophecytoday.com. Or you can call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298, and make your order of this five-hour audio series on CD entitled To the Jew First. First, we have a responsibility to bring the gospel message to the Jewish people around the world. Thank you so very much for listening to this study we've had together as we've taken a look at the book. You know, when we even talk about the fact that uh, the covenants promised to the Jewish people are reasons for us to try to win them to Jesus Christ as the Messiah— but it also gives us indication we're living in the end times because these covenants will be fulfilled. God will keep his promise. We're living in a time when the rapture could take place. In fact, the truth is it could happen before I even conclude this statement. With that in mind, nothing left for me to say then, except let's keep looking up until...